0: Hey, Switchcraft. This is a response to the Nintendo Switch drifting Joy-Cons. I have a really funny story to tell you. I thought that my Joy-Cons were drifting. Every time I'd go to the home screen or every time i play a game, I'd have this weird issue where I would have the drifting. And um, one day, I thought to myself, wait a minute, where's my Pro Controller? My Pro Controller was in my backpack with the analog stick turned like to the side and i always played with my joy cons so when i fixed my pro controller and took it out of my bag my joy cons worked fine so a word of advice to all of you people out there that maybe have your pro controller or another joy set of joy cons maybe lying somewhere around make sure everything is upright make sure that everything is in the right spot maybe it could be another controller that is on and causing the drift issue um hopefully that helps
1: Hello look! Hey listen! On episode 373 of Nintendo Switchcraft, something old, something new, something baseball and something fire emblem?
0: Let's check it out. This is Joel Mead 24 from Southern California and you're listening to Bill, the filthiest casual in all of gaming here on Nintendo Switchcraft.
1: brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can usually tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, but apparently my path to Twitch was running into all kinds of stumbling blocks, so I am streaming this over on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. I know, real creative with all the names. Uh, this episode of Switchcraft is brought to you Uh, or is made possible by patrons like Hopple. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show, that's easy to do too. Head to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, Quick housekeeping before we go any further. I was on breaking the panel on Wednesday. Make sure you check out that episode. We talked all about everything Comic-Con Uh, nominate Switchcraft for a podcast award by heading on over to uh, www.podcastawards.com. It would be amazing if we got nominated two years in a row. So uh, please take just five minutes of time and do that. And I am going on vacation uh, Sunday. My wife and I are going to be heading to New York City. And we will be there for the better part of the week. Uh, after we drop the kids off at camp, and we are very, very excited uh, to get down there. But that means uh, we will not have any live shows or twitch streams, uh, and we may not even have any uh, podcasts next week. so uh, or at least until we I, I, we get back from New York City. Uh, all right, now that we got all that stuff out of the way, let's get started with the news from Nintendo. Uh, our news from Nintendo starts with something old. Uh, before you play Doom Eternal, which is coming out later on this year, it's coming out to a lot of platforms. Nintendo Switch is one of those platforms. But before you play Doom Eternal, uh, make sure you play the games that started at all. Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 are now available on Nintendo Switch. This happened earlier today. I was actually doing a Twitch stream. I was, uh, playing Fire Emblem in preparation for today's show, and uh, during my stream, Nintendo dropped all, um, or I'm sorry, Bethesda uh, dropped these games on the Nintendo uh, or on the Nintendo Switch, and it's actually pretty interesting. It's kind of weird. If I go to the U.S. site for uh, Nintendo, I can't look at the Doom stuff for some reason, but when I go to the Europe site, I can. And uh, Doom is, I mean, jeez. I remember when I was a kid uh, playing Doom and it blew me away. I remember, well, not really a kid. I think I was probably a senior in high school or maybe a freshman in college. And I remember a friend of mine and I both had Doom and, you know, on the floppy disks, you know, Uh, and uh, uh, we spent the better part of a weekend trying to connect to each other, through the modems that were in our computer. I can't even remember if we ever got it working. I think eventually we just gave up and uh, they came over to my house and we sat down and took turns playing Doom. But that game, this game blew me away. This is this is the game, and I won't say that it started at all because Wolfenstein is really the game that started everything uh, for first-person shooters. But But Doom was, in my opinion, a thousand times better than Wolfenstein 3D. That being said, I don't know that I'm too excited to go back and play these games. All this time has passed and, you know, games have just gotten so much better. So I'm not sure how I feel about Doom being on the Switch overall. Uh, a couple of things that are interesting about this is that uh, it Doom 1993. Oh yeah, 1993. So yeah, I was, uh, I was in high school. Uh, it says here that the expansion... I'm sorry, it includes the expansion episode four, Thy Flesh Consumed, with nine additional action-packed levels. It also has local four-player deathmatch, so you can do deathmatch in split screen with four players, which has got to be really fun. And then it also has local four-player co-op, which I never really thought about that uh, at all. So, Uh, the idea of playing through Doom in four-player co-op is something that is very, very interesting to me. And I'm trying to bring it up on screen to see how much it costs, but it won't open it up for me. Uh, I think it's, I, I read somewhere earlier that it was $5 for Doom. It's $5 for Doom 2, and it is $10 for Doom 3. Now, uh Doom and Doom 2 I'm interested in. Uh Doom 3? Not really. I mean, I I remember when that game first came out, uh at the time I think this is before I got married, but I was living with my my wife at the time and I remember sitting like we had we lived in a two bedroom apartment. Uh my wife and I uh like we didn't have a different place to put my computer, so my computer was in our bedroom and my our daughter was uh, in the other room, and I remember sitting at my computer. This is back in the days when you had the giant monitors the like the big ones that were heavy and you had to pick up and I remember sitting uh you know in the bedroom on the computer uh had the lights off, had the headphones on, and I was playing doom three and they they did some really cool things in that game, like the idea that you could uh you could only uh have a gun. Or a flashlight out, but you could never have both, which always kind of like blew me away. I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Like that, that that added a lot of uh, spookiness uh, in the game by by making it so that you did not know uh, what was happening. And I thought that I thought that it was pretty scary, and I did enjoy the game, but it doesn't. I don't have nostalgia. For Doom Three, whereas I have a lot of nostalgia for Doom One and Two, uh, so I don't know if I'm going to pick these up for five bucks a piece. It seems like a no-brainer. If this had online multiplayer, which I'm not sure if it does, because they didn't, they didn't mention anything about that. They only said local. If it had online multiplayer, then I might, I might pull the trigger on this. But for the fact that it only has local multiplayer, I don't think that that anybody in my house would care to do split screen doom with me uh so that's not super appealing but hey you never know it, it it might uh you know maybe we'll end up getting um online multiplayer later because online multiplayer would be amazing to have uh later on okay let's talk about fire emblem 3 houses i have I have spent probably about two hours in the game so far, and I want to talk about what my initial thoughts are. Uh, so, first off, uh, don't you don't have to worry about any spoilers. I'm not going to get into anything specific. Uh, what am, I'm just going to talk about my initial experience with the game without ta- talking about the story at all. Uh, so, the game opens up, and there's this like. First off, it just brings me to like the the the. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the title screen, right? And I was, because I, I live streamed over on my Twitch channel, I live streamed my uh, initial uh, first look at it. And uh, you can find that on my YouTube channel as well, because I exported it over there. Uh, but like the first 30 minutes, I live streamed that. And uh, I was just kind of talking about my experience with Fire Emblem games. And then it started showing like a cutscene. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So let's check this out. And I watched the cutscene, and oh my god, the music and the animation in this game is just gorgeous in the cutscenes. It is it is like you are watching a high quality anime, uh, and it's it's just beautiful uh what they've done. I I can't wait to get back into it and play more and see more of that. Uh, and it's it's amazing because you know. We always knew that it, that it could look this good, but it was always restricted to that little tiny screen, you know, that that like three-inch screen or maybe even like two and a half-inch screen. I'm not sure how big the screens are on the 3ds, but it was always like restricted to that little tiny screen, and you could never really appreciate the like the the animation quality and the art style of the fire. At least I couldn't of Fire Emblem. Uh, so playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, that is the first thing that jumps out to me is the production quality of this game is just unbelievably great. And uh, it, then, then now let's talk a little bit about gameplay. Um, when I got into my first battle, the one thing that jumped out at me that I really really liked is that I could look at my characters that were on the on the board. And they all looked different. So Claude looks like Claude. And um, Edelgard looks like Edelgard. And so on. And my character, Bill, looks like Bill. Not obviously like me. But it looks like the character that I made at the beginning. I find this to be absolutely wonderful. Because now... Because I know for a fact that when I've played Fire Emblem games in the past, the problems that I've run into has been... Uh, I've I've gone into the like a map and I'm like oh okay I'm gonna move this around. oh shoot who is that again and I gotta back out and see and it's just kind of a pain and just glancing at the 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 uh, battlefield you can tell who's who which is really fantastic uh, so I think that's really cool the menus look gorgeous. Although I did have some trouble figuring out where is it that I'm going to put my camera for my live stream? Uh Because like, there's a lot of stuff all over the screen at different times. That's something I wish that they had thought of like, okay, we'll make sure that we never put something in this corner of the screen because live streamers will put their cameras there. Uh I think somebody in chat, I think it was TF Wagner in chat said put it in the top middle. So I, I tried that and it seemed pretty good but i uh after i had done that i never got back out to do more battling and so we did the battle the battle worked the way that it's supposed to it's really good the graphics are great the animations the battle animations are fantastic and uh the music is good uh everything about this is is really really great and then i get to um like the the town i'm i'm not going to spoil anything i get to the town And I get a bunch of dialogue. I got to talk to this person. I got to talk to that person. And there's a lot of back and forth. And what I have to say about this that really, really impressed me was the voice acting of, I think, everybody. Every single character that I interacted with really quickly was able to establish their personality through the voice acting. And most of the time when I play uh, JRPGs, I usually really, really get up, uh, not upset, but irritated at the English voice acting because usually I assume that they do a great job on the, the Japanese voice acting because I've heard a lot of people praise the Japanese voice actors in games that I've liked. But then when I hear the English voice acting, I'm like, oh yeah, they, they kind of went with the bottom of the barrel for this and it just doesn't, doesn't work in this They did a great job uh, getting the the very, very good voice actors to give these characters personality that comes off really, really fast. As soon as you start talking to somebody, you're like, okay, I, I think I feel like I understand who this person is. And I think that that's just really important when you're talking about a game that, yes, has that tactical, uh, grid based combat. That is the thing that draws me to it. Uh, but it, there's also a lot of relationships that you have to build between these characters and story that makes everybody's playthrough slightly different because, okay, well you, you picked, um, you know, you ended up talking to this person and I ended up talking to this person. It gave us a different, uh, a, a, different, what's the word I'm looking a, a different experience that we have. And, uh, I, I, just feel like they nailed it with Fire Emblem. Again, I'm only a couple hours in, I live streamed my, my first couple hours in the game, uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash run jump stomp. You can get the, uh, the first 30 minutes, uh, over on my YouTube channel. And uh, if you check out that first 30 minutes, it's just basically my first look at the game. Um, in the description of the uh, of that video, there is a link to my twitch channel, which has the full two hour video. Uh, if I brought the full two hour video over to my YouTube channel, it would of course destroy um, like it it would because people don't watch two hour things um, on YouTube very often. so it would hurt my, It would hurt me with the YouTube algorithm, so I'm just going to leave that over on Twitch. But so far, I'm really impressed. I there's a weird thing where you've got a calendar in the game, which I'm not quite sure how it works yet. But it seems like in the game that they give you uh, one day to do whatever you want each week, and the rest of the days, I guess, you're going to have assignments to do, which is cool. And on that free day, you can go and do quests and stuff. So, uh, I did like a fishing quest and a gardening quest, and I had to sit down and eat a meal with some characters, and all of that stuff increased my uh, my my character's level, uh, which was pretty interesting. And I guess you get more action points to do on your free day the higher your level is your fishing uh, ability gets higher, the higher your level is. And all of that stuff is very interesting. Um, I'm going to dump a whole bunch of time into Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I'm really, really happy because I've been talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance a bunch lately. I finished that game yesterday, rolled credits on it, uh, and I still have a bunch more to do. Like there's a, a, a thousand more things for me to unlock, and I still have four characters to unlock and all these costumes to unlock. But that game's going to go on hold for now. And I'm going to be focusing on Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's a fantastic game. Uh, Well, the first two hours are fantastic. It's very intriguing, and I can't wait to play more of it. Uh, I am curious. I ended up going with Black Dragon. I can never remember. I ended up choosing Edelgard as uh, I used a random number generator because I couldn't decide. Uh, I ended up going with Black uh, something. I can't remember what what, what team I'm on. Uh, but I'm curious as to what everybody else's team is. because uh, I know Joel Mead in chat was giving me a hard time for uh, uh, for picking um, whatever team I picked, but I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, uh, let me know in the comment section down below if you are watching on YouTube or let me know uh, by tweeting at me at RunJumpStomp. stomp. Black Eagles, thank you, Joel Mead. Yes, I went with Black Eagles uh because the random number told me to and uh I want to know which house you ended up going with because this is three houses. I will say this before I wrap up talking about Fire Emblem. I'm very happy. Very very happy that Nintendo didn't break this into three games and sell us three different cartridges because they've done that in the past. They do it with Pokemon. Well, that's not Nintendo. That's Game Freak, but they they've done they do it with Pokemon. They've done it with Fire Emblem in the past. Fire Emblem Fates had three different games that you could buy, and they gave it to you all as one, which I think is really really great. So um, I'm looking forward to more Fire Emblem, and I would love to hear what you guys think of the game so far. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We're gonna hear from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to uh, discuss a sports game. That's right. Bill is enamored with a sports game. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off
1: your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
0: It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your NES. Only Bart Simpson
1: can save the Earth. All right, guys, I am back, and it's time to talk about Super Mega Baseball 2 for the Nintendo Switch, uh, this is a game that I guess has already been out on other platforms. It is on the Nintendo Switch s- starting tomorrow or today. I'm not sure when it uh, came to the Nintendo Switch or or when it comes out. But I got a review copy and I sat down and uh, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing uh, a bunch of it in the past two days. Uh, I played probably three or four games so far, and I'm having an absolute blast with the game. It's it's really, really good. Uh, let's talk about why I like it so much. So first off, they are not restricted in any way by reality. And what I mean by that is they don't have the license to Major League Baseball. And I know that a lot of people like for that, they will be like, I don't, I kind of want to play with the real players. And I can understand that. But for me, I don't care about the real players. I don't know who they are anyway. So I think it's fantastic that they decided to have women on the team. And this is really, really great. Um, You're playing like this. is one of the first things I noticed about it is I was up to bat and I was like, oh, the pitcher is a female. Well, that's Awesome. Of course they can do that because they don't have to worry about real players and, you know, the the actual players don't have uh women on the team, but I think that it's uh it's fantastic that they have that. The art style for this game is so unique and weird that it just jumps off the screen at you when you're looking at this every uh, every, every part of their face looks incredibly uh esque, if that's even a word. Like it looks like somebody drew this where like you paid him ten bucks at a fair and then you come away and like you've got like this tiny little body and a giant head or whatever. Uh it, it looks fantastic. The the gameplay is really, really good. I love how when you hit the ball, the camera just kind of chases it really fast. Like there is a very good satisfaction to Uh, hitting the ball. I haven't quite wrapped my head around a couple of issues with the game. Like you can swing the bat with A when the ball's coming at you. Uh, You can swing the bat with A and that's just a tap. Or you can do like a power hit with Y. So you hold down and your character will kind of charge up their swing. And then when you release it, they'll swing. And I, I can't figure out why I would ever... Use the A button when I could use the power swing. And if if you are a big fan of this game, feel free to let me know. Uh, same thing with the pitching. With the pitching, you have power pitching and regular pitching. Power pitching is on Y. Regular pitching is on A. And I can't figure out why what the difference is. Like it it feels the same to me. Um, the the one issue that I have with the game. And I understand why they did it, but it was confusing to me. The one issue that I have with the game is if I'm playing local multiplayer, where I'm sitting down and my friend is sitting next to me, we're, we're like, he's on team A and I'm on team B and I'm pitching, right? It'll show like a little black circle. And it's uh, basically, it says that little black circle, the ball will cross the plate somewhere in that little black circle. Okay. And then as soon as I hit the button to pitch the black circle goes away and I can move it. And of course they do this so that the other player doesn't really know where I'm going to be pitching. But what I found is the black circle moves way too fast. uh, So that, you know, after I'm done with my pitch and the ball starts moving and it's coming towards you, like I almost always was outside of the strike zone. And that was very frustrating to me. Uh, I can... I, can, I haven't played online yet, but I can see playing online as this probably wouldn't be an issue because you don't have to worry about the other player being able to see what you're going to do. Uh, I played a couple of exhibition games and then I even started a season and I, I love this. You can uh, save your game in the middle of a season, in the middle of a game in the middle of a season and come back to it later. So if I'm like at the bottom of the seventh and I want, I'm like, oh gosh, I want to go play Fire Emblem Three Houses. I can, I just hit the plus button and go down to the bottom and say save for later. And then I can come back into my, my game at that point later on, which is really cool. Uh, The game does have online play. I was talking to some members of our discord community and they told me that it, it works fine. I have yet to try it. I don't know about playing a baseball game online because baseball games tend to take so long and like waiting around for you. I, I'm not sure if I'm getting my point across. I don't want to wait forever uh, to get one game done. So maybe like a couple innings I, I'm, I'm interested in playing. You can change the length of the number of innings that you play. So like some of the exhibition games I was playing were only five innings. Uh, you can when you play a season, uh, you can, uh, choose the number of games in the season, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. Oh, when you're fielding, another problem that I'm having with the game, and I'm sure that this is something that just comes in with time, uh, is when you're fielding, uh, you're the, the, the fielders will run over to the ball automatically, right? And you use your left stick to control where they're going. If you let go of the left, left stick, it will automatically select who it should to run over and pick up the ball. Right? Well, let's say that that um, you know I somebody hits a ball uh, and one of my fielders catches it. Now I have to throw it to the correct base. And it's not simply just tapping the button of the base that you want it to go to, because when you hit that button, a little slider will start going up across the, uh, over their head. And you want to get that slider almost like in a golf game where it's at the very end, because if you wait a little too long, it goes back to the beginning. I'm having a lot of trouble getting that. I'm sure that that will come in time. Um, uh, but, uh, let's see, what else do I want to say about this game? Oh! Okay, my skill level for this game is really low, but they have built in like a handicap system, kind of like in a golf game uh, where you can say, oh, my ge- my handicap is negative 25 or whatever. I think they call it Ego, and like I'm playing at level one Ego, which is real bad. That means I know that I suck, right? Uh, and, you know, I've even lost two games in my season on level one Ego because I'm so bad, but... I could play against somebody who is really good at the game if I'm at a low ego and they're at a high ego. That means that it takes a little control away from the CPUs and puts the burden of getting this stuff right on the player. The higher your ego, the more difficult it is for you to play. So we like if that's the case, we may still be able to have a competitive, competitive advantage. Kind of like whenever my wife and I play Mario, uh, Dr. Mario, uh, whenever we play Dr. Mario, uh, she goes either at a, a slightly faster speed than me or a high, slightly higher virus level than me because she's really, really good at that game. And she won't play Tetris with me because I'm, I'm really good at Tetris, but she's really good at Dr. Mario. And so she goes a little bit more difficult than me And we, you know, I, we, you know, she still wins about half the time and I still win about half the time because she's just better at the game. And I like it when, when games uh, do stuff like that. Uh, So I would highly recommend Super Mega Baseball 2. It's incredibly fun. And I feel like it kind of got screwed with, with releasing at this time of year, because my God, there's just so many amazing games coming out for the rest of the year. I don't know where else it could have uh, released. All right, let's take a look at the Nintendo download. So uh, every week on Thursday, Nintendo uh, talks about the games that are coming out. I already talked about Fire Emblem. I'm not going to talk about that again. That just came out today. Wolfenstein Youngblood also came out today. I've not played that yet. Uh, Forager uh, is came out or comes out on July 30th, and that game looks pretty cool. I actually got a tweet from somebody. Um, uh, Ray Crispin tweeted at me. They said, please, I'd like to hear your thoughts as well as a Let's Play from you on YouTube for a game releasing on Switch called Forager. Comes out July 30th. It's digitally uh, $20, and they're very, very happy or excited for the game. I did reach out to the developer and asked for a review copy, so only time will tell. Uh, the game looks really interesting. Uh, you play as this little, uh, I guess... White blob with a pickaxe, and you run around and you can mine stuff. It's it's basically kind of like Minecraft, but two D, but still top, but like top down. And uh, the music in it looks really or sounds really good if you watch the trailer. Uh, And you've got like combat with swords and stuff, and you're going around and, and building your city. Like you can plant crops and put the crops the way that you want, and then you can take. Uh, new locations, and I don't know if you've ever played a game like this, but uh, some board games you will build the the board for the board game as you play, and uh, they'll come in like these little puzzle pieces, and you snap them together, and that's the thing that jumped out to me when I was watching this uh, this little video for Forager is that you are getting like these little tiles and putting everything together as you go. So everybody's going to have a different experience. But that game uh, is 1999. And it comes out on July 30th. I did reach out for a review copy. I you know, if I get one, I will play it. If I don't, I probably won't. And that's only because normally a game like that would be my jam. But with Fire Emblem, Uh, landing on my doorstep this morning, as well as Dragon Quest Builders 2, which I've hardly even touched. And I love that game. And then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which, yes, I finished. But God, you don't finish that game. It's like I have so much stuff to unlock. I just have too much to play. It's an embarrassment of riches. I can't can't complain. But uh, um, that game looks really cool. Uh, Forager does. Uh, Let's see, Fantasy Strike, also available. It doesn't say when that is available. It says, Fantasy Strike is a colorful fighting game in which fantasy meets martial arts. It focuses on depth and strategy rather than difficult execution. I always like like the idea. So they're not doing the crazy inputs of Street Fighter 2 or um, Mortal Kombat in order to play. It's more about positioning and timing. I always like that. Uh, let's see what other stuff. I'm not going to go through the full Nintendo download. actually, because we're past 30 minutes. If you want to check out the full Nintendo download, uh, make sure that you go to runjumpstomp.com. It's posted there. And there's a bunch of games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but good God, is anything going to get me to stop playing Fire Emblem Three Houses? I have no idea. Uh, All right, it's time to wrap up the show. I do have a couple of emails, but we're going long. So I'm going to use those in tomorrow's episode. Uh, become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord you can watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp when it's working right or apparently youtube.com slash runjumpstomp when it's not working right over at twitch you can get a hold of me through email at runjumpstomp at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at runjumpstomp use that hashtag nintendo switchcraft uh let's see where else. Oh, if you are looking for ways to support the show, you can stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Uh, You guys are awesome. The music that you are about to hear right now is Corneria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with me while I was recording the show. You guys are fantastic. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hang on. I didn't see that. Oh, gosh. Stop recording.